welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. I'm Tyler, and as always, my co-host, Ryan and Nick. I'm back. Ah, oh, crap. I stepped on a Lego. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those things hurt, ah, man. <laughs> I'm back, and you can't keep me down. Can't keep him down. He's the best producer in the galaxy. The only producer in the galaxy. <laughs> and we just passed Life I'll Day. <laughs> no. Life yeah. Day. Life Day. Yip Tip. What is it called? Yip Tip? Yep, more like yeah, a yep, like yep. a like a porkish. You, what do you think? What do you think that tastes like? <laughs> um, it tastes don't like wanna, Wookie. Don't want to know. Like an overcooked tri-tip. <laughs> I, I know it's I know it's Disney, but it's still Marvel, and I find it interesting that they didn't make the joke just tip or anything <laughs> off of that <laughs> variation. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's more of a family friendly affair here, so that's yeah, true. I, I, but I they still had certain jokes that were kind of like ah, yeah. yeah. Plus, just always, that's just the thing with kid movies. You always sneak in adult jokes for the adults exactly. that watch it. Yeah, exactly. And I, think, I think that's a smart way to go. <laughs> I bet in some draft of this movie, just a tip was on there that somehow. <laughs> or, or someone said, we can't just have just the yip tip or something. <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> there, were, there were plenty of inside baseball jokes to this thing. They were coming a mile a minute. And, you know, I think that uh, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, this is definitely rewatchable compared to the other one that is like five hours long and just god awful. And by the way, super creepy if you recall from last year. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little this creepy. Was way yeah. more entertaining. Oh, by far. But you can't have Star Wars without Life Day, and they even mention it too, just a little bit in Mandalorian. But uh, as sometimes always, it feels like we're all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they don't even mention Life Day in any of the, the any of the trilogies. It's just like holiday special, this, of course, and then a little bit in The Mandalorian, just like one line. And then that's yeah, it. Yeah. So, I think deal, it's interesting man. that they're going to get rid of all of that other lore and make that Legends. But you know what? We're keeping Life Day. Yeah, that's gonna, the one yeah. thing that we're going to keep. I think they should. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bad mark in the history of Star Wars of them just rushing something to production. And you know what? Just just keep this, it in there. This no matter is what how Star bad Wars it is. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, this is what Star Wars often misses, right? We talked about Han Solo and the importance of his role in these movies last week a little bit. I think that the brevity and the self-deprecation, we need a little bit more of that in the Star Wars world now. The more crap you have, the more layers you have, the more you're oversaturating the Star Wars market, the more you got to make fun of yourself a little bit. I think that comes with the territory. I'm definitely team itchy, uh, lumpy, and mala. So that's <laughs> team lumpy. Sure. Oh, definitely yeah, team lumpy. lumpy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as always, we'll start off with a little bit of movie news. So uh, first thing we got back, it's a rumor that came out like a bunch of months ago, and it's kind of resurfacing too, but Keanu Reeves possibly coming back for Constantine in the Justice League Dark movie. I was so. curious how you felt about this, Tyler. I, I'm starting to think he might, isn't he getting a little too old for this? Or How dare you? I mean, you can do Matrix 4 five and six with Keanu but he's the ageless wonder <laughs> but I don't know Samuel Jackson's like what 70 what did we say that he was how old he is yeah I think he is like, in his 70s how is how is Keanu Reeves too old for this no he he is eternal just like uh, all those pictures of him from the renaissance or whatever That's true. but I'm really excited about this 
I didn't think the movie was all that great, but to have Keanu Reeves be the show front for uh, I, Justice I, League Dark, I think in 2021, that's something we should rewatch. I don't really remember that movie. I remember not liking it much, but I don't remember too much about it. So I'd like to go back and take a look. The problem is Tyler has made me watch all this animated stuff now. So You're I welcome. see a different Constantine. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll accept it. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but I see like a different Constantine now. So when I see Keanu Reeves, I don't necessarily see the, the one from the cartoons. So I'm just wondering if there was an opportunity to recast there, but I don't know. It's cool to see Keanu Reeves in the DC universe, I guess. I actually rewatched uh, that Constantine movie about a year ago, and I don't think it's as bad. I think it's something that you could make work, at least with this character in, you know, with Justice League or at least with the Zack Snyder verse. If he, he, definitely, he definitely has like a presence, right? So he, he'll be able to sort of wrangle the team because he's Keanu Reeves. So he'll have like a little extra that he brings to the table. Yeah. I mean, is he as crafty as the animated one? Uh, kind of. So <laughs> yeah. there's only a few scenes that I remember from that movie. No, I, remember, uh, I remember I remember Keanu Reeves. He's he's flicking off the devil, and I can't remember who plays the devil in there, but he's giving him the finger, and so because he he was able to finally make it into heaven. Spoiler alert! But before, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, that. <laughs> I just don't remember him being like quippy enough, you know. Whereas the cartoon guy is super quippy. Yeah, no, and I don't definitely. Remember Keanu Reeves uh, didn't have that necessarily. Yeah, definitely kind of night and day on like the humor with, yeah, with the yeah. Constantine and the animation and even like with the TV series that they had that lasted for a season. So it's definitely like a little bit more different like personality wise, but I think they could make that work. And Keanu Reeves got massive star power, so you can kind of, you know, bring that back. And I said it too like a couple episodes ago where it's just like, hey, I don't mind bringing these old characters back and making them fit in the universe. Bring back Jessica Alba's Fantastic Four, you know, Miles nope. Teller. Why not? Uh, no one's no. going to argue with that one. <laughs> ben Affleck, Miles Daredevil. Teller, yeah. I'm going to raise my hand on that one. Let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> Unless now, he's playing the drums, I don't want to see it. <laughs> now, uh, how do you feel? So with the first Constantine, I, I did remember it more serious than it was comedic. If they inject some comedy into this or like maybe 40% more than there was in the original movie, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's kind of lose some of its um, I, like the theming? I, can, I, can, can, I, can I pop in just for a quicker because I don't want to spoil anything. I did see Wonder Woman 1984 and I am telling you right now, even though Josh Whedon is not the right person to control these things, maybe it's Patty Jenkins, maybe not. We could talk about that in a future episode if we if you guys see the Wonder Woman movie. But I do like more comedy, and I think there's room for more comedy in this DC universe. So if he comes back, I hope he does, you know, inject a little brevity in there. Yeah, I think you can add the comedy, at least with the Constantine or the Justice League Dark movie, by adding, like, other comedic characters with... Constantine, like especially in the anime, I just like how crafty he can get. You know, he I think Swamp Thing should be anybody, funny, don't you, and, Tyler? Um, <laughs> just a little. I mean, it <laughs> wasn't funny bit, before. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I think I think you can. I like it when Constantine's more crafty and he just lies to people like all the time. Like mm. he's lied to Superman at multiple occasions and convinced him too. So. I just it's like a, it's a delicate thing, right? Like you don't want to be Marvel. That's the one thing they're trying not to be. They're trying to differentiate themselves from Marvel. Maybe Zack Snyder took it too far for a while there. Um, but I do think like these movies, you're supposed to have fun. And if you're not having fun and it's so droopy and dreary and rainy and dark all more the time, middle fingers. Yeah, it gets exhausting. <laughs> Poke a little fun at each other. Like that's the, the interpersonal relationships, the friendships and stuff. That's where you have opportunity for comedy. So, but, but but Nick, the adult drama in comic book form. Come on, yeah, I don't uh, listen. Up in the air, okay. They don't wear capes. Yeah. All right, that's fine. You can. I can have two different worlds. It's fine. What are you talking about? That wasn't a you know a superhero movie. 
<laughs> it was. <laughs> Someone, it yeah, was. And it's my heart, superhero. at its core, same message. <laughs> <laughs> so other movie news we got. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 looks like it is on track to be the best pandemic box office. So Yeah, and mm. I'm sort of proud of that. It looks like a 15-ish. Maybe it could get to 20 maybe for opening weekend. We'll see how things pan out. But a lot of people, you know, more, you know, considering the pandemic. So it's a big qualifier. But a lot of people went to see it, and that makes me happy. But that, that's not a that's not a surprise, though, right? Like, we kind of expected um, that. It was the movie that all of us was, were waiting uh, for. It was streaming. That that was the big question mark because it went to streaming while this is, yeah, the movie this is theater. The idea. Yeah, exactly right. That's the point, Tyler. So Tenant, I went to see in the movie theater, and I just, I have to admit it to America. I apologize. I watch this at home. I Because it's available, it's hard not to just click the button, right? So I watched it on HBO Max, which was probably, I feel bad. And it was free. Yeah, it was free. Well, <laughs> yeah. I paid for HBO Max. but so I, <laughs> so I did do that, and I don't know if that sort of uh, impacted my experience there. But I am happy that people are going to the movies. People are looking for stuff to do. But at the same time, pandemic raging, we have to make choices in life. Um, so, but it's a good sign that uh, when movie theaters can come back there, you know, people are ready to go back, which I appreciate. Nick, the vaccine is here. All right. They'll inject it into our eyes I'll take it so now. that we can watch, yeah, give it to <laughs> watch in the theaters. My neighbor got it. That was kind of cool. Does it uh, have to I, be I, the eyes? Like, can it be any other part of yeah, your body? No, nope. <laughs> just the eyes. <laughs> Not if you want to watch. Just the eyes. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go to the movie theaters. They said you that you I can mix it with my scotch. Right That's what they told me. <laughs> uh, I do think like, here's the one, here's the weird thing about, I looked it up after after I saw the movie, the movie cost $200 million, right? Tenant cost around $200 million. I guess Hollywood is just saying like most of these big movies will be 200 million plus now after the Marvel success or something. But I don't get how it's going to make money. Even if it somehow gets to a hundred million box office here in the U S maybe a couple hundred million overseas, um, it's still going to lose over, I don't know, 200, maybe $300 million unless it's getting people to join HBO max, I guess, or some kind of cut deal. With HBO, I, I don't totally get it. If you didn't charge me for it on HBO Max, how do you make money and how does that impact the future of the franchise? Because I'd love to see more of these movies. I think this is a character that has a lot of room to grow, um, but I'm I'm worried that it's not going to make enough money. And just for reference, Tenant did $9.3 million on its opening weekend. And then what came close to that was The Croods, A New Age, the cartoon movie, oh, yeah. did uh, $9.7 <laughs> <million> over Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so that's just for like a reference of, you know, yeah. how well it's, it's actually going to do, I guess. Yeah. And Tyler, yeah. we should also tell the audience, like just for, again, for reference, if this movie opens up and, and the world is normal, it's a $150 million opening, maybe more. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And even still, like the past one, we did a billion, so. A billion dollars, yeah. So. When YouTube first started paying for people to like, you know, put up these movies or it, or it became a revenue source for people, um, there was like this big joke of like theoretical dollars. I'm like a theoretical millionaire oh, yeah, or whatever. But but they eventually they didn't have We're theoretical this... millionaire podcasters, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I need some of that Bitcoin. But billionaire. <laughs> They didn't have a foundation for how they're going to make money and build it, but it eventually happened. And I feel that's going to happen in the same way of streaming. Companies will eventually find a way to make money off of streaming just as good, if not better than the theaters. Let me make the quick point that, um, you know, not just because my wife discovered TCM and Crunchyroll and all this other stuff that's attached to HBO Max, the interface of HBO Max is really good. Uh, I'm starting to question whether it's my favorite streaming service, the one that I use the most. I kind of forgot about Netflix over the last week where I had a little bit of time off finally after the holidays sort of slowing down. And yeah, I, I think that this big release 
Is it free? Why is it free? Why don't I pay any extra for it? Maybe it's because it's going to introduce 10, 12 more million people to HBO Max. And maybe ultimately that's that's where the money is. We just don't totally get the numbers. And we'll never get the numbers because they'll hide them forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other movie news I got is we got a WandaVision trailer on Christmas Day. So I don't know if you guys mm, caught that out. Yeah, but I it saw was, it. Yeah, yes, it was just it. a short clip. I am starting to become more of a fan of WandaVision or, you know, a little bit more excited when it comes out. Which different. Early 2021. Definitely. You can't yeah. say it yeah. doesn't seem different. It's, it's, you know, her main power setting is kind of, you know, reality warping. So it's interesting how they're kind of tackling that while doing this weird kind of, you know, sitcom sort of vibe, too. But you you know, the comic book powers that she has more than I do. I, I don't really understand that character that well, even though I've read a few comics with her in it. They sort of vary uh, depending on what comic you're reading. But I'm starting to get Mr. Robot vibes. The vibes of the trailers give me this sort of weird sort of I think there's some darkness in there. And I'm I am I'm with you, Tyler. I don't know that I ever really cared about this thing when they announced it. But the more trailers and stuff I see, the more I'm looking forward to watching this thing. And I hope it's dark because I think the one thing that Disney's uh, Disney Plus is missing out on are a couple shows that maybe bring some of the darkness, you know? Yeah. And Marvel, the same thing. Like, maybe that's the opposite. We've had so many of the comic stuff. Maybe it's time for a little darkness there. Now, do you think that because it's streaming direct on Disney+, Plus, that they're going to tone down or, like, raise up some of the, the kid factor and tone down some of the adult factor? What do you guys think? I don't know. I think they're taking chances because they're going to saturate Disney+, Plus with a lot of these Marvel shows. But this being the first one, right, Tyler, I'm it's kind of a big leap. So I, I don't I, it's so different. I give it credit for trying something that doesn't look like all the other Marvel movies. Also, I'm also very surprised at the amount of cursing that I have seen on Disney Plus. The Simpsons and Hamilton, they both say bitchin' and shit. And, and, and yeah, but when you sing it, it's not the same. say that all the time. That's... When I sing the F word, it has not nearly the same impact. That's yeah, true, it's, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That's in the, one of their laws. As long as it has a melody to it, you can yeah. use as many curse words as you want. Everybody but, knows oh, you know melody, what? right? Star Wars, I... nothing but Star Wars. I, yeah, you think you got the lyrics wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so definitely like even watching it too it reminds me of legion which was another kind of uh oh, where they okay, tackled yeah. the inverse a little bit with uh um, mm. of course legion what well, i forget his name uh gosh the actor who played him too as well but you know Pref- professor x professor son, x is so good yeah it, i tried to go back me. to that by the way i will eventually go back i keep going back to doom patrol and i'm enjoying it i am almost all the way through the first season now yeah brendan frazier that's why you're enjoying it that's true it's, it's weird great. it's so not linear and weird that i i dig it yeah so i'm definitely all for the weird and that's what kind of this wandavision is kind of going and they show a little bit of uh, other characters so we get like monica rambeau in there and we saw her as a kid yeah. in the first captain marvel movie yeah. and then we're getting uh which is rumored she doesn't know Agatha who she Harkness. is I, like the, again like you say weird like the time none of this makes any sense they have all these throwback sitcom references and the timelines are all wonky and the different costumes and the different versions of paul bettany's character I don't I, I don't like know it. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what the plot is, but I'm fascinated that it looks different than the rest, you know. Yeah. It looks very interesting and it looks like it's going to be really fun. I just wonder what kind of genre are they going into because you know you do get that creepy vibe because obviously we all understand what's going on this is not real reality is being warped so that seems pretty creepy and what are they going to do action are they going to try to stay in the realm of the sitcom sort of thing I, i'm i'm interested to see how they play this out 
Can I ask the question as we wrap up movie news here? Do you want to see Vision brought back like somehow they repower the stone or they get his sort of a consciousness somehow and they put him back in sort of a form so he can be mo- in movies again? Is that something you guys want to see? I want to see him I, gone. I, that's just me. I think, yeah, I think consequences, <laughs> I, I think, right? Yeah, I want I the think, consequences to stand in a, in a yeah. weird way. I, I think and I think that'd sucks. be heartbreaking <laughs> and would make for a good show. Yeah, I think I think it's better if he's gone, but I do like to see him come back specifically only in this show because of, you know, Wanda. Right, and know, that could her, make for uh, a heartbreaking powers, sort of powers. finale, right? Something we haven't necessarily seen with Marvel. Yeah, so I like the way that they're at least bringing him back. Uh, one last little bit of movie news and then we'll move on is a possible Luke Skywalker series. So they've already got oh, an actor. Oh, this is with uh, Sebastian Stan? Uh, no, this is actually a different actor. Robert Bolter, I think is how you say his last huh. name. And so he's actually been casted for, I guess, a little while. He looks similar to, I guess, uh, Mark Hamill. I think Sebastian Stan, I think, would have been the better choice. But they everybody already wanted Sebastian cast Stan. For him. Yeah, yeah, everyone wants Sebastian <laughs> Stan. And Disney's like, nope, you're not going to get him. He's off doing, you know, winter what, what's his stuff. What's his name? Uh, Robert Bolter. He hasn't done much. He's only known for just like a couple of really small movies. So... But he looks he looks like Mark Hamill enough. And that's one thing I was curious about if they're going to do like a Luke Skywalker series, if they're going to recast. But you can't really just do de-aging for every single episode. It, you know, like it, it just sounds like they're milking it. Like they're yeah. milking it dry again. Come on. Like they're going down a path already. They're doing a Mandalorian stuff like that. They're doing something different. And they're, they're doing Obi-Wan, which which sounds really cool. That, But it's it's not the main cast. Like, yeah. why are they going to go and revisit? Oh, yeah, let's go back to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I am. I'm fine with him getting his own series. I mean, of course, we're all waiting for that Jar Jar series to drop and see I'm what he's been up yeah. to. You know, I yeah, definitely I'm against that. that. It that didn't work out. We already, we already did this this month with Han Solo. It, it, we, this is not where you want to go. This is not where the meaty part of the series is. You need to move forward or you need to go to the more bit players. Uh, what if, I think what, what we got in, you know, I don't, uh, without spoiling, what we got of the little tidbit of Skywalker fairly recently um, was what is the right way to play this. Yeah, well, what if it was uh, just John Favreau had the Luke Skywalker series? Would you still want to watch it? Would you be more, a little bit more curious? I mean, or... I'm going to watch it, but I'm, I, you know, the would expectations more confidence. Be yeah, putting it... the name Luke Skywalker in there, the expectations go up, so it better be good. And I don't think The Mandalorian, um, you know, is, is very, very good. I really enjoy it. But once you put Luke in there, I probably would roll my eyes and start giving it lower Shawshank scores. <laughs> what, what makes Luke so special? He's a Skywalker, and he has one hand, <laughs> just like his dad. And oh, his dad has okay. no hands actually. So, <laughs> no, he's, I the think... P- he's the POV character that they introduced the series on, yeah. and I think that that is crazy significant. And you know, yeah. he's I think, still the uh, most important name, the most famous name in Star Wars. He just is. I, and, and I get that, and and I'm I'm fine with that. Like you know, he has a place in this universe and, and all it. that. We've seen the arc. But, yeah, but I, I, I just think that like him or not. Why don't we just like shy away? from it now like why don't we just move to another direction yeah that's what i'm saying yeah i agree I think before the new trilogy came out, it would have been interesting to see exactly what, you know, he had been up to and how he started his school, you know, at least, you know, rebuilding, I guess, the the Jedi community or whatever it is. Yeah, but, but since you know the and, crappy endgame, the messy endgame yeah. of it all, unfortunately, that, they already played that hand. <laughs> well, they got their money know, back that uh, they spent, and that's probably over now. I know Star Wars fans are just like, get rid of the new trilogy, just all of it. Force Awakens to Ride Skywalker. You just can't so. do it. Yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> yes, they you call can. themselves fans. Yeah. Terminator is <laughs> tried to reset and reboot how many times now you know what i mean what's canon what's not canon it's too messy man i'm sorry you gotta move to different parts of the galaxy 
Yeah, I agree. Different. That's Terminator. That's super formulaic. Time travel and kill the guy <laughs> who, before the guy who, has his who child. Who wants to or... see like uh, <laughs> young Bilbo Baggins, you know, the years in between or whatever. Nobody <laughs> wants to see that stuff. You know, like we got to move on to different aspects now. A year in the mm-hmm. life, Bilbo Baggins. Anyways, uh, we're going to move on. to so off be... the teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be doing the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. So which actually dropped, I think, November 17th. And it was like the... Please be a cape. Or, Please be a cape. Please be a cape. Yes. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> but it was it dropped on the anniversary of when the first holiday special came out and of course we oh, covered really? that. Yeah. so we we covered that episode last year and we all know how george lucas tried to buy up every single copy of the holiday special and have them destroyed but that's just not how it works, man. And so yeah. once it's out there in the ether, it's anyone. Yeah, can find even it on VHS, you know, someone's going to have a copy somewhere. That's just how it is. It was the night before life day in a galaxy far, far away. Looking good. Tree, food, decorations. Coming together, heroes were to celebrate the day. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. It's a wrap. For Ray, adventure called, and she thought it would be fast. Wow. But there she found a key to the galaxy's past. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh. Master Luke, what are you doing? This is so cool! We've seen my master. My master's master. Concentrate. My master's father. Impressive. My master's father's master. Emperor Palpatine? Hmm? I don't believe it! Uh, you think maybe you could put a shirt on? It's a key to travel across space and time. (laughs) I will change the future. So sure are you. It was interesting that they were, you know, reinvigorating the holiday special and they went at it, you know, of course, from the Lego, you know, universe. And that's how you kind of want to do it. It's the right way to go. It's the right way to go. I'll, I'll quote Harley Quinn and say, own that shit. Just own it. <laughs> and and I was surprised at how many Lego movies and TV shows that they have that are specifically Star Wars. Hey. I know that the whole Lego franchise has their own thing with Lego Batman and uh, um, all these different Indiana things. Indiana Jones, they all yeah, have a Jurassic Jones, Park, yeah. uh, yeah, Harry yeah. Potter, they all have their own thing. And some of these video games are good. Tyler is the DC animated, right? I like some of these Lego things. I'm always watching these things, but I can't fall asleep at night. I click on one of these things yeah. and, and I'm you never know, they're, really dissatisfied. They're surprisingly good. Like yeah. it's, you don't think it's going to be that good, but honestly the writing and the comedy in it, it works. Yeah. There's definitely a whole lot of just quips after quips with it. And I think some of those jokes landed pretty you well. You shoot first. Or not as good, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then even too, like what we talked about last episode with the McClunkley, you know, edition yeah. in New Hope, they yeah. say it too in this, right? They <laughs> it's amazing, right? They, yeah. they did their research and that's what makes, that's what makes it fun. You know what I mean? They they know what they're talking about and they treat it um, they treat it with, with sort of like um, respect by knowing all this stuff and then they clearly turn it around and make fun of everything. Yeah, and they kind of <laughs> they continue it a little bit because I know in uh, Rise of Skywalker, I mean throughout the whole entire movie, Finn is trying to tell something to Ray. And I don't remember if he ever really gets to say it, but like after the movie's done in a rap, JJ Abrams kind of goes like, Oh, he was trying to tell Ray. Tyler, this is the only satisfaction (laughs) I've ever got from that one weird post movie comment that JJ Abrams made. You know, he's like, why did he have to have a fucking press conference to tell us that? That (laughs) nothing made me more mad about Rise of Skywalker, I think, than that moment. And at least the Lego did something cool. And, you know, I I think it's the heart of this particular story. And I think it works. Does it 
does it make it a better movie now, Nick? Uh, <laughs> now that it's more I don't complete. Know. Maybe next year for uh, Star Wars month, we'll watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they definitely continue that where Finn is a Jedi, and then you know, even with that, it's 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 got its jokes and it gets pretty funny. I think kids would definitely like it a little bit more with you know the entire Lego universe. Just it's also yeah, listen, yeah. I read this and I think it's apt, and I I can speak to this because I have a lot of Lego toys and I still play with them because I am just that person. Um, but the idea that when you have the toys and when you're a fan of the Star Wars universe, this time travel thing where they're blending together the different series and the different timelines, that's how kids play with the toys. I have the Luke X-Wing and then I have the Poe Dameron X-Wing and I play with them together. That's what kids want to do. And I think that's a, they did a cool it was a cool narrative that they got to work with all those things together. Yeah, I, I liked it too, but I'll be remiss if I don't mention it. It did feel a little circle jerky. Like, oh, look, hey, remember this stuff? Uh, like very uh, pandering to um, the nostalgia fans, which is fine. It's fine. Like, you know, they went nostalgia. full force in it. <laughs> because it's a like, cancer. <laughs> this is it, it, I, when I when I was watching it, it like it's it's for the kids, right? They were like, these kids don't really pay attention to all these little details most things in star wars producer ryan yeah this is important <laughs> to remember that star wars has brought together um generations right fathers sons grandfathers fathers sons daughters etc um I, a lot of people went on facebook and social media and they post like oh i'm taking my kid to see the force awakens the first star wars movie in the in the movie theater ever you know these are big things right so really what it is is all encompassing it's about family it's about friendship and I think it actually does a pretty good job of doing all that. Yeah, and, and I, I, it does. It definitely does. But I want to see you have a kid, and then you're going to have your kid watch uh, A New Hope, and you're going to be like, wait, look, look, watch this, watch this part, watch this part. This is the time. And it, oh, you missed it. Now I have to re I'm gonna, rewind I'm gonna be it. that so. guy. I'm like, you know what that quip yeah. means? Let me, <laughs> like, let me explain it to you. <laughs> your kid is not going to be as invested as into all the old movies as you are, which is fine. Um, and if they are, then that's great. I I do see that that balance was better maintained in this movie when compared to other movies, but it wasn't crazy circle jerky, just a little bit. I, I just had to mention it. I mean, I Death like Star the time 2 travel does though. feel a little bit derivative. I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, Death Star 2 does. And what about Star Killer Base? I <laughs> no, it's terrible. It. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Did you ever throw your, was it your master down in a, a dart, was a dart shaft or whatever it is? And he's just like, no. The reactor never, shaft. Never a, yeah, there you have reactor shaft. No, never done a reactor shaft. So, <laughs> yeah, but the, the comedy moments, I think, it do work pretty well. And I think you're right, Ryan. It does get a little bit circle jerky where it just kind of keeps on hitting those beats for beats and making fun of all the, you know, all the things that Star Wars deserves to get made fun of just in general um, like but, uh uh ben, or ben solo and he's shirtless oh, yeah, that was pretty funny so there's some pretty good stuff in there but it does kind of start to feel repetitive i do like you know the time travel aspect of it where it's just this random thing they don't explain it but for whatever reason you just you know put it in a circle or wave it around in a circle like a wand and you can just time travel and time yeah, travel yeah, total, total nonsense. Words, yeah. 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 Explain everything. Like the gems that are just found in the rocks nonsensical really but again it's a cartoon right so i always bring back uh the justice league dark cartoon where like a cloud destroys the batmobile you just <laughs> the tornado the, yeah whatever it was man it doesn't matter That's magic is different all right <laughs> it doesn't matter right i don't care because <laughs> it's a cartoon so you just accept those things a little easier 
Now, would you be upset if they try to make this canon and they're like, oh, yeah, and there's this thing that allows you to go back in time? If they Ryan, introduce this, that into this a main is better canon line. than what they actually ended up with. No, so, yeah, they, don't have a problem with it. <laughs> if they if they introduce like this back to the future kind of thing uh, in the main line. We mentioned it before. I don't think time travel is something they should really yeah. be going uh, exploring. Yeah, it's it's Star Wars, but but Tyler canon, will though. tell me. Yeah, Tyler uh, will it, tell me that it's canon, I'm sure. It is not. Okay. <laughs> So not only is time travel canon in Star Wars, but that is how and why Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano yeah, is alive right that. now. Oh, I try not to think about that when I see cool Rosario Dawson on The Mandalorian, but yeah, it's weird. No, they did it, they did it in a pretty good way. In Rebels, they did it actually in a pretty good way how they were able I'm to... I'm trying to work my way to the, those episodes. And uh, No, but I mean, they're going to have to eventually talk about it in her show. I mean, you'd have to because she originally dies in the original timeline and the only reason she's back is because of Ezra Bridger and specifically time travel. So, mm. but all in all, it's still pretty funny how they just bring everyone back. You got old Han Solo, young Han Solo, and I mean mm. they're Legos. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah, every, yeah. Like their hair's coming off and everything, and they're washing it out and they're putting it back on. So, and oh, it's you know, they have pretty <laughs> good fights too. You know and. And they did a good job replicating their likeness. Like, you knew who was who when you saw them yeah. on screen. Did and the get... different ages. Also, like, the yeah. different ages of Luke, the different ages of Han, the different ages true, of true, Lando. Like, true. all that stuff's really cool. And they got some real actors. They got uh, Kelly Marie Tran. They got Billy D. They got Anthony Daniels. Uh, and some of the other voices. Like, I thought the guy who did Qui-Gon, Tom Kane, was amazing. He sounded just like Liam Neeson. I was like, are you sure that's not Liam? But it, but it yeah. was a different guy. <laughs> they, brought, uh, they brought back a bunch of people who did like the Clone Wars and Rebels with the voices, like especially with Obi-Wan and even Anakin Skywalker, too. So it's definitely cool that they brought people back from the animated universe. And yeah, it's the James cool Arnold Taylor guy, he does a really good Obi-Wan. He's, yeah, he's he got does. Is, yeah. yeah it, oh, hello there. Just all three of them. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you say it's a you know movie about family and all this stuff. I think it's a movie about Master and Apprentice and how, you know, when you have it an is. Apprentice, it's they all kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but, but friendship, yeah, I think the friendship thing works. I actually think that's kind of a moving moment. Like it's kind of cool. And actually there are other moments that I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, I can't, I know we can't spend a ton of time on it, but seeing like Vader versus Vader, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Uh, seeing oh, yeah, yeah, that was. Vader, like these <laughs> things are kind of like interesting moments that you're not going to get in the movies. So it was cool. And again, thinking about it from the perspective of a kid, um, you know, playing with the Legos and the different uh, generations of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, they're going to have Ray fight Darth Vader. Of course, I'll probably do that after we finish the pod. So yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> so do you think this is like, I mean, it's a parody more than anything else. Do you think this is yeah. like the best parody Star Wars? Homage. Oh, I would say homage. I think it's fair to call it an homage of some sort. I like the robot chicken Star Wars. So, you know, there's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not bad either. Yeah, 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 you know, the they family were guy Star Wars ain't bad either. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not, but I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the Robot Chicken Star Wars, but I remember seeing it's just like, wow, they definitely, you know, were able to capture a lot of the things that, you know, deserve to be made fun of. And in this, surprisingly, I don't think there's any Jar Jar references at all, which no, is no, maybe no, they, they, interesting. There's one. There's one. Oh, there's one? It's oh, the biggest really? disaster since the Jar Jar Binks Senate speech. Oh, that's right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> there was one. You can't have a parody genius. without, you know, making fun of Jar Jar at least a little yeah. bit. Making fun of politics, which is a genius thing to do. Yes. <laughs> that was <brilliant>. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of genius things to this movie, and I do like how they're able to laugh at themselves. I think that's why it's so positively received, because it's just echoing back what all the fans are saying. Down but an in air shaft, way. and there's definitely no coming back from that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and the way that I view it is just like uh, when you're with your friends and you're just agreeing with one another. It's like, yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. It should have been like this. That's what the the movie makers or the 
the people that made this uh, a holiday special is doing with the fans. They're like, oh, yeah, definitely. We recognize that these are mistakes and we hear you loud and clear. Yeah. So let's laugh at it. I think and also, it's great. I think yeah. it's good. I think also, too, it's just like the stupid little nostalgia things, too, that everybody seems to like or whatever. And like one of my favorite, I don't know if it's this is the right category for nostalgia, but it's the stupid blue milk where it's the just like, milk, you know, they, yeah. show, they show Luke Skywalker, <laughs> you know what I mean? On the very first on Tatooine from A New Hope. Actually, Tyler, like, I was going to bring that up milk. because it, yeah, I was I was somewhat annoyed about how much you see it because you see it like five times. But then I'm by the end, I sort of I sort of liked it. You know why? Because we just did A New Hope. And I think it's apt to mention that in the very beginning, at least the first third of that movie, Luke Skywalker is such a bratty little kid. And you forget like that's what it's like because he becomes, you know, this big legacy goes on with all these other movies and stuff. And then by the end of A New Hope, he's a little bit better. But I think this Star Wars uh, Lego thing was making fun of that just quite a bit. You know, he's sort of this a weird kid. You know, that's no all he is. In the no trespassing. Yeah, this is a exactly. farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kept thinking he was going to, the young Luke was going to pick up a sky, uh, a lightsaber, but he never does. And I think that's smart, actually. Yeah, there's definitely like, there's a lot of those quick bits, but it's funny. And I think it works too as well. So, yeah, so I definitely think it's pretty funny. And they have those one liners and it's just poking fun at the entire Star Wars. And it's nice to kind of poke fun of it too, because we're done with this past trilogy. We're getting new Star Wars. Stuff. yeah it is and it's all in lego so i mean you're not going to take it super seriously anyways and it's just hey, and the legos the look game. good the X-Men yeah they look do cool. yeah. yeah they do <laughs> they do and i especially like to when they're fighting and something blows up you see the lego pieces you know what i mean yeah. just kind of yeah symbol, like a real lego <laughs> like darth back maul. together again yeah darth maul when he's just a, a torso oh, yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. fighting yeah. people yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that felt that was cathartic for me because seeing him in solo this past uh, couple weeks ago whatever made, was so annoying that that made me feel better <laughs> you can just imagine him in his free time just doing that hanging out yeah. on his torso so, yeah. <laughs> so, but all in all i do like this i think it's worth a rewatch i think it's probably great for kids and it pokes fun at star wars and all just the weird stuff it is and star wars at itself is sometimes weird sci-fi and it's not perfect so but i'm gonna give this a really good six i think you can rewatch it i don't know if there's any room to grow but i think it's funny to watch especially if you're a fan i'll i'll give it a six and a half all right. I mean, I think like it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's not too long, which is an important piece there because I think solo is too long. And I think, uh, uh, it, like I said, cathartic is a good word because all the stuff that really bothers a Star Wars fan, all the people that are kind of mad at Kathleen Kennedy for not carrying on the Lucas legacy as well as they wanted to. Um, I think this helps. It helps her cause. Making fun of yourself helps that cause. And I think it helps us swallow some of the choices that we didn't like in Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, or even Solo. Um, I liked it. And I, and I, you know, it always reminds me like the Luke and um, Ray relationship. I wanted more from that. We didn't quite get it with Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. And little things like this sort of helped me sort of cope with that. So I do appreciate it. Tyler, I think your has your rating scale changed now? Like a good six? <laughs> it, I it changes you... every day. It changes every podcast episode. Yeah, I think I think he's taking after you, Nick, and getting that uh the Shawshank scale. I mean, You're ratings really matter at the end of the day. Like <laughs> I've got a good I, feeling I, about this. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I thought it was pretty funny. Like, That's you know, strong. I'm not a yeah, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm enough of a fan to recognize the little inside jokes and to laugh at it and stuff. And I thought it's pretty rewatchable as well. It just has a lot of good jokes. And I'd probably revisit every Christmas or whatever to celebrate Life Day. But I think it's totally worth it. Man, here I am at the lowest of my new rating system. So I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stop everybody in a black cape. I know the drill. 
<laughs> so we're going to move on to our next segment, recommendations. Anything you guys want to recommend or don't want to recommend that you saw over the week or the weekend? I'll go first because I watched Wonder Woman 1984, and I think that it is sort of the spectacle that we were hoping for. Um, and I hope that we cover it in a future episode. So you can check out my review on realwatchability.com, and I won't say too much about it, except that you should see it. Uh, for myself, hey, it's Christmas. Uh, I had to do it. So uh, I watched Little Nicky. And <laughs> what? It's, is that, what, is that on the list? That's a must watch? How about Scrooge <laughs> no, or Miracle on 31st Street? It, <laughs> it is definitely not. But uh, Little Nicky was on Netflix. and I had I to do it. I watched Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you know, it's Christmas and all. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my goodness. I the boobs on the head. <laughs> uh, well? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Definitely, there was a you had such a skewed view of comedy back in the day. Adam Sandler, he's Adam Sandler. Like, I, I don't know how people are like his movies Shabadoo. now are not as good as the movies before. I think Adam Sandler hasn't changed; just our taste has changed. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it also in line, I, I did watch Elf. Like that is a must watch Classic, this yeah. time of year. So it was good. And I keep on forgetting that Zoe Deschanel is in this movie. When she starts singing, I'm like, oh, crap, it's Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'd recommend both of those. And Lil Nicky, just temper your expectations. I like your explanation of Adam Sandler. It's not him who's changed. He's always been original. It's us. Like, <laughs> it's like you know what? You, you have a really good point. Uh, what I caught, because of course it was Christmas, was a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. <laughs> mm. I watched that too. It was making the rounds on HBO. I saw like yeah. the last hour of it. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, you know, it's funny, too. It's just like I'm watching. I'm like, is the Harold and Kumar trilogy like a really sneaky, good trilogy? And we're talking about like friendship and stuff I'm like, is this like a yeah, really you might have something there. friendship yeah. right here and brotherhood? So it makes me kind of want to rewatch the first two right there, because, you know, when you're watching as a teenager, it's like I'm there for the fart jokes and the boob that's, jokes. Or that's my the favorite Neil Patrick Harris performance. Oh, it's great. <laughs> the first one was really good. Like, yeah. I, I think that the first one really holds. Yeah. But I don't know about what is it, Harold and Kumar and Guantanamo. Is that Guantanamo. what Second one is Guantanamo uh, Bay. Yeah, I really don't think that one's good. <laughs> I think the third one. Yeah, the third one is the way to go. Yeah, so I'm curious. I think eventually I'll rewatch the first and the second one. But I'm just like, is this like a sneaky friendship movie or sneaky, you know, emotional movie about getting older and stuff? So it was really interesting. Um, next week, what are we doing, Ryan? Wonder Woman. All right, Nick mentioned it, and we have to do it. Is that how? It Exactly. We have been excited about this for a long time and we've been waiting for it, for the pandemic to go away and for this movie to come out. Well, the pandemic's not going anywhere, so this movie has to come out and we have to give it the ringer. We have to run it through and tell you guys what we think about it because we've been talking about it so much. So that will be our next movie, Wonder Woman 84. Let's do it. All right, Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. You can always find me at realwatchability.com, top 10 movies of the year, top 10 movies of all time. You can see where Wonder Wonder Woman 1984 falls in my top 10 of this year, and you can read my spoiler-free review there. Hit me up at Twitter, at Real Watch, and East to West with Nick and Rob, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
<laughs> and we're talking flick. You can always catch us over on Twitter at flick underscore talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating review, whatever if podcast. You're going to rate us. You just for two. trophies for Jedi's. <laughs> One of these days, Nick, I'm gonna add a guitar rift when you say yeah, that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's remix this shit. Uh so whatever podcast app you listen to, of course, Apple and Spotify are the big one. We also have Patreon we can donate any amount of money, get access to other content. We'll, we'll take a, a weird rock that we can travel through time with really easily. I would oh, love that. Would that. Oh, that would be great. Oh, my goodness. Good, yeah. For I sure. I can go back to like 31, maybe 28, yeah. something like that. Watch Little Nicky <laughs> in theaters. That's what I can do. See I can go back to February where I could go to movie theaters. That would be nice. <laughs> but you're forced to watch Little Nicky on Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> or Human Centipede, whatever one of the worst movies. Back we've... to the version of Nick that liked Adam Sandler. Okay, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I love that right there. Just... You know deep in your heart you still love him. Yeah, I, I do. I yeah. do. You'll always be there. The price Uncut is Gems. I'm going to make you guys watch that one day. 2021, I'm going to make you, I'm going to force you to watch Uncut Gems at some That's point. That's fine. You know what? I'm, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm totally. Cool that. <laughs> it's a rough ride. Rough yeah. ride. Stressful. You're trying to, you're always trying to punish us with a good time. I don't get it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll have a link in the description for everybody's stuff. Finish the show, Ryan. Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk to you next week. Oh, yeah. It's all about the yip tip. Tip yip. <laughs> Just the yip, yip. tip. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, family, but uh, tip yip. <laughs> <laughs>